just got pixelexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Steve, are you ready to go to Broadway? Oh, yay. You've been cast. It's time to go. Poor little Broadway. Broadway. It's close to the remainder of the year now. Oh, that's so painful. Mm. Um, but we have been uh, going over uh, Broadway from a Disney point of view. Shocker. Yeah. Let's talk about those shows. On, on a Disney podcast. Go figure. Right. So no cats being discussed here. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, but we have talked about Beauty and the Beast. We've talked about The Lion King. Uh, we talked about The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, and today we're going to talk about a show that I actually had to do some real research on because I haven't seen. This is the funniest thing ever. Yes. Because you've seen it and I have not. <laughs> it's like the first time in decades that you've seen something Disney that I have not. Totally true. 100% true. But in true Steve fashion, I could not remember a thing about no. it. No. Like, I think I honestly saw it when I was like 13 to 15, somewhere in there. Yeah. So at least five or six years ago. <laughs> Congratulations on your recent graduation from high school. You enjoy by the that? Way. Thank you. Uh, we're talking, of course, about Aida, uh, which was put out by the Walt Disney Theater Company uh, with music and lyrics by Elton John and Tim Rice. Yeah, and I feel like they kind of did that like shortly after Lion King because they did the writing for Lion King and stuff, right? Well, now you're jumping the gun Oops. here. I got things to talk about. Oh. I've got an order. Spoiler alert. Let's start over Spoilers. <laughs> Starting over. Um, so Aida actually started out as an opera, a very, very popular opera, actually. Uh, it was um, this, a story set in Egypt about a princess and a prince falling in love. It's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing on two different sides, falling in love, knowing that they shouldn't. Um, So like uh, every Disney movie ever. Right. Okay. Uh, And in true opera fashion, it ends tragically. When you say originally, do you know like approximately? I don't know what year it was, but literally the the stuff that I was looking into said that it, it became very popular and people are still doing it. Mm. Aida, the, the opera. So generations ago. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I did not know. Yeah. Um, uh, we won't I get into it. I no idea. Uh, Elton John was that old. <laughs> legendary. <laughs> we use the word legendary. Elton John. Um, and like I said, it ends in tragedy, but we'll get to that at the end of the podcast oh, here. Okay. Um, so the opera was really popular and then an author took the opera and wrote it into a children's book, uh, so that people, younger people could enjoy the story basically. Oh, nice. Uh, and like me, yes. Young people like you <laughs> who just graduated high school. Uh, and then during the Disney Renaissance, they were killing it, right? They had 
Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and they were just slamming out the hits there. Mm -hmm. And in thinking that they could make it into yet another part of the Disney Renaissance, Disney bought the rights to the book Aida. Okay. And said, maybe this will be the next big thing. Okay. Right? We were going to get an animated? We were going to get an animated Aida. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure how that would work, knowing how it ends, but we'll get to that. Uh, And so um, they thought about doing it that way, and then they switched gears instead and went with The Lion King, Mm. which, of course, was a smash hit. Amazing Mm -hmm. stuff. And like you said, they brought on Tim Rice and Elton John to do the music for the Lion King. Okay. Uh, and Elton John said to them after that, they, he said, give me something really dangerous. Give me something hard. Give me something unusual. Yeah. And they said, like Elton John. well, we have this story called Aida. Maybe you would like to take a crack at that. Yeah. Right. And, it turned into a magnum opus of a Broadway opening. Uh. Uh, mostly because, as very many Broadway shows do, they went through a lot of difficult times, changes, casting things. Okay. It's a very complex process trying to get a show on its feet. Right, right, right. We uh, learned that completely from Smash. Right. <laughs> So it uh between 1996 and 1997 they were workshopping Aida. Uh and originally they had written it to be more of a lighthearted uh story, but the lo- the story doesn't really lend itself to that. Remind me you said 96 and 97 and the other stuff came out in 94, so it was shortly after. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um it they had written it to be a little bit more lighthearted and over those 96 97 they they're like well it really needs to lean a little bit more serious yeah. it's a bit more of a serious story um and i'm not going to get into the minute of the actual story but just suffice it to say that there is a woman who is captured by an enemy army she's the daughter of the king of the opposing army and she falls in love with the soon to be pharaoh of the conquering army. Oh, geez. Isn't that a little bit of like the Ellen of Troy storyline too, or something? Oh, now you're going to make me do mythology. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, so obviously it's a tumultuous love kind of story. Everybody right? can relate. Everyone can relate to that. Everyone's had a bad date, right? <laughs> um, Let's turn it into a Broadway play. And, so they worked on it and worked on it, and it had its out-of-town debut right here in Atlanta in 1998. Well, how about that, Atlanta? Right? Right here at the Fox Theater? Uh, it was actually at the Alliance Theater. Oh. Uh, different. But still, That is big a deal. problem. Um, it, they cast Heather Headley, uh, who was very well known for playing Nala in their Lion King. Oh, wow. Uh, on Broadway. She had been on that. And they cast Sherry Renee Scott, who had been in Rent previous mm. to this. Um, she also later went on to play the... Uh, she originated the character Ursula in Little Mermaid also. Oh, wow. On Broadway? On Broadway. Wow. Um, and they they went into previews uh, there at that theater, and they did not go well. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, their main set piece was an automated pyramid in the middle of the stage that would open to different levels to create a set. Oh, that's awesome sounding. That's what they said too. They're like, this is a cool idea. It broke on like their first or second night. <laughs> oh. And so instead they just had the cast basically stand on stage and do it concert style. Well, there's okay. Oh no. Uh, and people loved it. Oh, people loved the music. People I loved do it. seem like I remember the music being amazing. Right. Because a lot of people really enjoy, there's a reason Elton John is so popular is because his music uh, is enjoyable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, the song uh, written in the stars performed by Leanne Rimes and Elton John was actually on like number 14 or something on the charts while they were workshopping this show. Oh, okay. They had put out a call for people at the time to do versions of the songs to get them more popular. Yeah. Uh, to show you what time period this was, they even had the Spice Girls do one of the songs. Well, how about that? <laughs> so, Written in the Stars was from the show Aida. Yes. And they had Leanne Rimes do a cover, so they did a pop version cover of the album and released that. Wasn't she country back in the 90s? She very quickly became, but yeah, she. I mean, they were calling her country. But her and Elton John, yeah, did a duet version. Uh, I can't wait to get this cover. It's, you can find it. I guarantee it's it better on be on YouTube music. YouTube. Um, I love this. So they worked and worked and worked on it from here in Atlanta. They obviously had issues with the staging um, and they wanted to rework and redo. Uh, they dropped their lead actor at the time whom I forgot to write down, but they replaced him with Adam Pascal who had also been in rent. Um, okay. If you've seen the movie version of rent, he was also in the movie version of rent. Oh, nice. Um, and he has more of a rock voice, I think, that worked really well with Elton John. Is he John's like the lead music. in Rent? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, and so they went into preview performances on Broadway. And at this point, you think, you've worked out the bugs. It's going to work well. You better. Broadway's expensive. It is expensive. Uh, Unforgiving. <laughs> but unfortunately, during their previews, um, so I'm going to spoil the ending here. So if you don't want it, the ending of Aida spoiled, uh, plug yours. No, I'm dying. So I hear it. at the end of the move, at the end of the show, um, Adam Pascal and Heather Headley's characters are buried alive together. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and you've seen this and you forgot Dramatic. this. Dramatic. Uh, and it was signified on stage by them being put basically in a box on stage. Right. And then they had a scissor lift that would lift them up to Oh, be like wow. center stage yeah um and during previews the scissor lift malfunctioned and dropped them eight feet to the stage where they then fell out of the box another three or four feet onto the stage oh dang uh they like you didn't kill no broadway people right adam pascal said because it's supposed to be our death scene it took people a minute to realize that we weren't this wasn't part of the show. Oh, good. And they brought the curtain down and did like the whole, is there a doctor in the house type of thing, <sighs> you know, because they had to be rushed to the hospital. Oh. Um, luckily, no bad injuries. Adam Pascal said with enough ibuprofen, we were back on stage in a couple days, you know, or whatever. Mm. Uh, but it's enough 
for the Broadway community and for critics to enjoy ripping things apart, right? Everyone loves a failure. Everyone likes to be a critic. And especially with a company as big, big as Disney, people like to tear it apart, right? I see. And after the success of Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King, yeah, people were ready for them to fail. Yeah, and Broadway's always had um, a problem with Disney taking over their entire right right like there's a lot of critics or a lot of people that are are theater goers that are just like i don't want to come to see all of these disney shows on broadway i right. want to see the real stuff the good stuff the you know blah blah yeah. blah so i'm sure that they reveled in the moment that they enjoyed right it. exactly uh in so much that the tony award season came around and aida was not nominated for best new musical okay uh, it was very controversial because they went very far out of their way to not nominate Aida huh. by um, nominating a show that had canned music, which means it had no live performances of oh. the music and a jukebox musical with no original music in it whatsoever. Oh, wow. And people saw that as a really kind of underhanded way to be like, oh, sorry, Aida wasn't nominated, you know. Uh But Heather Headley was nominated and did win for Best Lead Actress in a Musical. Well, get it, Miss Heather. Yeah. Uh, And the part that she originated has become very popular. especially because it is a lead part on a Broadway stage for a woman of color. Oh, that's great. Um, so Tony Braxton. Oh, hey. Michelle Williams <gasps> and Deborah Cox all took turns playing Aida on Broadway. Michelle Williams, not Vanessa Williams. Not Vanessa Williams. Sad. <laughs> Vanessa Williams wasn't in into the woods though. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and people loved this show right uh and another fun disney connection adina menzel went into the show really yeah she took over for sherry renee scott uh which is interesting because sherry renee scott took over for adina menzel in rent so they just like switch they just like to switch parts apparently they have a similar vocal range or (laughs) the same agent who knows you know (laughs) oh that's hilarious Hey, listen, girl, I'm kind of busy. I'm kind of done with this show. Do you just want to, like, switch me? You want to switch? <laughs> Freaky Friday moment, this. That's hilarious. Um, and what I didn't realize is how popular this show was and how strong it ran. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't, I don't think I realized this either. It didn't close until 2004, uh, which now... Gave it, like, eight or nine years on Broadway? Yeah. It, it feels like a long time ago now. Uh, but it is number forty in the long in the list of longest running shows on Broadway. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, um, and people love the music. People think it's amazing. Yeah, uh, there were actually uh, plans to revive it this year. Well, how topical are we? I know, but the problem is, uh-huh. yeah, As we, start we out, know what the problem is. Broadway's closed for the rest <laughs> of the year. Uh, so well, there's always 2021. It was sub- it was supposed to open in tw- it's supposed to open in 2021. They're thinking it might be pushed back and it might open overseas first before it hits Broadway again. I could see that. Uh, is it being put back on by the Disney company? Then do, does Disney still own the rights to it? Do you? Think? I believe so. Yeah, that feels like that. It makes sense. Okay, but here's another fun thing that 
could be happening, well, had been rumored to be happening, is they were going to do a film adaptation and oh, have okay. Beyonce oh, play Aida. Oh, uh-uh. Hmm. And to have Christina Aguilera in as the Sherry Renee Scott track. Oh, see, now this just gives me everything. <laughs> If you say Vanessa Williams, I will slap myself and walk. I'm sure they'll get her in there, right? Uh, I will I'll, I'll just be outside my mind with excitement. This is again, I hate to be the person because you hate it when I love this too, is like the you know, bringing it to to my ability to see it. Yeah. You know, so like I'm okay that you want to create a version of this for the movies and go see it that way. Yeah, I'd be okay. Right. With that. Well, this is the thing that we've seen, especially recently with Hamilton on Disney Plus is that uh, people are especially now ravenous for entertainment. Right. And if a show is potentially going to die on Broadway because of oh. the shutdown, yeah, wouldn't you prefer to film it and have it be kept forever? I think we talked about that with Frozen, right? We want to see a version of the Frozen We would release. love to have Frozen recorded. I would. Mm-hmm. Um, the- I would pay twice. I'd, I would have a new subscription added. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work out. Right? If they but, added like a $10 premium to watch it or something. But that's what they could do is have you buy a ticket to it, basically an online ticket. So they're like, okay, if you want to watch Frozen on Broadway, it's a $10 per subscription. Type like I don't want to give Disney any ideas. No, we don't want them taking any more money. But yeah, I would pay it. For sure. Because there are shows that are on that were on Broadway when it closed, right? That will not be reopening. Well, and we rewatched that Frozen Let It Go moment like so much that di- when I go to cl- log into YouTube, it literally is just like, "Did you want to watch Frozen again?" That and the uh, halftime show at the Super Bowl are like at the top <laughs> of my YouTube list every single time I go to log in, and I'm okay with it. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not complaining at all. The thing that I find interesting about Aida is. I had no idea that the Disney company was actually related to the company. Like, I just remember it just seems like it was like Elton John's Aida. Yeah. And we thought it was like his new venture out of music and thought he was going off the, you know, I don't remember Disney ever being part of that. Yeah, I think think it's possible that Disney, um, as Disney does, sometimes they're cautious to slap their name on something if they're not 100% confident in it. So <laughs> maybe when Elton John and Tim Rice had that horrible uh, out-of-town tryout here in Atlanta, they thought, ooh, we'll put our name in really small print at the bottom <laughs> of the program versus Disney's Aida at the Go top. Go ahead, Elton. You take Yeah, you got it, girl. You, <laughs> you take all the credit <laughs> for this one. Oh. Uh, and then... After it opened on Broadway and did really well, I think Disney was more like, yes, we were involved with Aida, you know. I do have to say that the production I saw was not the... It wasn't a professional company. There's a possibility it was, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. It wasn't a big enough, grand enough theater that it could have been like small equity, maybe or something. I don't remember. Mm. I literally don't because you would expect it to be like usually every town has like the theater that touring casts go to. Right. And it wasn't that one. Right. But it was similar in size. So it could have been. Uh, or even just a, a performing art school could probably do a really good version of this the great thing about aida from what i can gather uh since they don't have the pyramid in it is that set wise it's very simple yeah and you have 
uh, a lot of powerful female leads and female chorus members. Uh, and I think that makes it really good for high schools and colleges to do. Um, now I totally want to like go onto YouTube and see every recording of this possible to see if I can remember. Well, and it was like done. I was going to watch the whole show. If you, if you, if you don't mind a bootleg, there is the whole show on YouTube that you can find. I'm down with um, that. I, I didn't have time to spend the two hours watching it today. To prepare for a 20 minute podcast. Right. <laughs> next week. Yeah. I'll give you my thoughts on it next week when I've watched the whole thing. <laughs> the recap version of it. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the bootleg versions of the shows are basically just like being in a real theater because people are always standing up in front of you and talking <laughs> over you. I swear, if you just kick me in the back of the in the back of the, uh, the couch, chair. then I will feel just right at home. I know. I feel so stupid. One time I was watching a bootleg of something and people were like, there's a group, I kid you not, of like 15 people walking in front of the camera to sit down after the show had started. I'm like, oh, really? Really? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm watching a bootleg that somebody recorded on YouTube. <laughs> just I like can't get thing, that folks. mad about it. True story. Um, but a fun fact about Aida, it ran longer than Little Mermaid. Huh. It ran longer than Aladdin. It ran longer than Frozen. Wow. So it's a, from what I can tell, it's a good show. The music I've heard from it is enjoyable. Um, and wow. like I said, if you want to find it, I'm sure you could find a version to watch. And we've had so many iconic moments of um, Ursula played out since then right that we're just like i can't believe we don't you know i guess we just get leanne rhymes with written in the stars yeah leanne rhymes. i didn't even know it was from that show <laughs> good to know uh but yeah if you don't own the aida soundtrack i'm sure you can buy it wherever you get your soundtracks from uh or the cast album i guess yeah you don't call it soundtracks when it's a show <laughs> uh but it's like i always say Elton John is a great writer of Broadway musicals. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>